This is the Marlology Podcast. Marlowe County, Ohio. It's my home. With your hosts, Mike and Joey. Good afternoon, Mike. Hey, Joey. What is this, number 22? No, I think it's 23. 23? I think this is 23. Wow. Yeah. Well, I call it 22 because there was one when I wasn't here, so that one doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, so this is number 23. Um... Wow, we are at the end of July. We are going to start August. No, we're we're in it's August. August. It's August. We're in August. Holy moly! Catch up, boy. I'm not sure. Oh, I know why. Uh, congratulations to my brother and uh, new sister-in-law. Congratulations, Tyler and Jesse. They got married yesterday. Um, I had the privilege of marrying them, being the officiant. Um, so she's married to two men. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. No. Um, yeah. So they got married yesterday. We had a, a great time. Um, wedding in the backyard. Um, my uncle brought his band. Good. It was a good time. Very. You know. Really good time. That's good to hear. Yeah. So hey, you know what else is going to be a good time? What's that? The thirty-second annual Farm Days. Yay! Farm Days, sponsored by the Morrow County Antique Tractor and Equipment Association. Yes, sir. And it goes on when, Mike? This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, August 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All right. This year it's featuring John Deere tractors and equipment and all makes of hit and miss engines. It's going to be noisy down there if these engines are running because those things make a lot of noise. You know what? Good. (laughs) Good. 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 Yes, I'm glad this stuff is back. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm, even though you know COVID cases are spiking, I think one thing we all need to to keep in our in our in our mind is yes, COVID cases are spiking, but uh, let's let's look at the mortality rate, and it's it's still rather low. Right, right. So vaccinations have helped, uh, you know, with that. I think. So. I think I had heard that Morrow County had one of the lowest um, infection rates recently of any county in the state is that i can't validate that i, I think know that's right uh the last statistics i saw that donna carver posts every day was that we had six new cases yesterday i believe okay it was either yesterday or friday okay. uh we had six new cases so um you know in a, in a county of about thirty six thousand, that's you know that's a, a pretty low number uh, but i think there were a hundred active cases, maybe. So you know, just looking at that. But let's go back to farm day. Let's let's have some fun here. Okay. So Friday, what's going on Friday? Friday, the gates open at ten a.m. The farm toy show, which will be going on all weekend, is at noon. The flea market and crafts uh, start at noon. Live entertainment all day. Now I don't have a list of the entertainment, so you're going to have to come to see who it is. Are you playing the spoons this year? I thought I'd try the uh, butter knives. Yeah, the butter knives. All right. Okay. And at 630 to kind of wrap up the day is the truck pull. Yeah, and you talk about loud. Some of the truck pulls can be pretty loud. What did you say? I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and then Saturday. What do we got Saturday? Well, Saturday morning, uh, the gate opens at 7 a.m. Now, let me say about the gate, uh, Friday, because of people sitting up and so on, the back gate, back by the old dog pound, gate will be D. open. Yes, that will be open on Friday, but not the rest of the weekend. So don't show up there on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, the gates will open at 7 on Saturday. Again, the farm toy show is going on. Consignment sale starts at 10. 
Um, the antique tractor pulls, we weren't, they weren't uh, able to get the equipment they needed, so that's been canceled. Uh, there's going to be live entertainment all day. I think I just said that, didn't I? Mm, for Friday. Oh, I did say that for Friday. Well, it's the same on Saturday. Okie dokie. That's all day. And the kids' pedal pull will be at 2 p.m. And this is a big one. The parade will be at 5.30. Nice. So is it, is it just at the fairgrounds? Is that where the parade is? Everything will be at the fairgrounds. Okay. Yes, they just kind of go around. Uh, the track? From make kind a left of, turn. Yeah, Another <laughs> left turn. A little Jeff <laughs> Kind of where the um, um, floral hall is. Then back around by the log house, mm, okay. over by the racetrack, and that's where they go. And then the pickup truck and auto figure eight uh, and lawnmower derby begins at 6 p.m. Now, I was talking to uh, John uh, Axhelm with the uh, uh, Antique Tractor and Equipment Association, and he said that the uh, lawnmower derby is something to watch. They have to make sure that their legs are protected and so on. But you can't get up a lot of momentum with a no. uh, uh, lawn yeah. tractor. So that might be kind of interesting to see how that goes. I've never seen one before. That might be a long race. It or, or long, long derby. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, could be. Okay. And then Sunday, to close it out, what do we got, Mike? Well, the gates open at 8. And, um, folks, if you, if you want to be at the uh, uh, antique days, or excuse me, tractor days, Farm days. Get it right here eventually, Michael. Right. And you're reading it, too. That's yes. <laughs> there is a church service at 9, so if you feel guilty about skipping out on church to be there, uh, they have a really good service. I've been down there a couple times Now, where's it. that at down there? Is it that will small be at stage? that small stage, yes. small stage yes. there by the um, Midway? Yes, sir. The uh, farm toy show still going on, starting at 9. Uh, the Antique Tractor Rodeo, 10 a.m., that sounds interesting. Now, here's one I have never seen, and I've got to see it this year. The ladies and girls skillet throwing and men's and boys wrench, wrench toss contest. Now, I have family members who can tell you, uh, grandparents, uh, apparently my grandmother threw a, a skillet once Your at grandpa? my grandpa. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if it's true or not. That's just what I heard. Well, so. she would have been a, a good contestant then. Yeah. And and they're, they're, that starts at 1130. And they're going for distance. Whoever can throw the skillet or the wrench the furthest mm -hmm. wins. Wow, okay. So that's something. What size wrench? I mean, is it the elusive, what is it, 10 millimeter? Oh, that's um, the socket that always well, comes up missing. Well, we'll probably use the uh, standard, like, 11 sixteenths or something. I oh, don't okay. know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. You might bring, a, might bring a crescent wrench. I don't know. They provide the wrenches. They provide the uh, skillets. So. Oh, okay. So they're even evenly oh yeah yeah I mean, you wouldn't want like a little five millimeter or something that right. you could throw, considering somebody else might throw a the 15 16th or something crazy <laughs> the slow race is at one and it's whoever goes the slowest would those with, be a, is that without using your brakes huh is that an oxymoron the slow race it sounds like it doesn't or would it be fast I, I don't know. I, I, slow race does sound like, because you, you think of racing, you think of going fast. Yeah, yeah. You, so this what is, is it? This is who can go the slowest without using your clutch or your brake. Uh, of course, there's live entertainment all day, which I've, I've said with uh, Friday and Saturday. Now, here we're getting into my kind of stuff. Uh, the pie bake-off contest is at 2. Now, that sounds good. And I asked if I could be a uh, judge, but I was told they already had the judges picked out. So Sorry, Mike. <laughs> and there will be a raffle and drawing at 2.30. The pie auction is at 2.30. Now, that's where you can get in on it. Yes, yes. And uh, I 
told several people that I prefer elderberry if, you know, just, just saying. Um, and the parade on Sunday that kind of wraps things up is at 4 p.m. Now, the Morrow County Historical Society will also have the Garverick Log House open. And what's going on there? Well, I'm glad you asked, Joey. Gee, it's like we planned this, Mike. Yeah, we, but we didn't. Uh, we, we really didn't. <laughs> we will have a display of uh, uh, ads from early tractor dealers in the Morrow County area. And uh, we'll have some John Deere, you know, toys and things. And the log house is set up kind of like it would have been set up back in the 1830s when it was built. Um, but this year, along with the log house being open, the 4th Ohio Volunteer Infantry Company from Worcester will be setting up Saturday morning, be there all day. They're going to camp out down there on Saturday night. And they'll be there all day on Sunday until the closing. And they'll have their tents set up. They'll be cooking there. They'll have weapons. I've heard that you may hear some bang-bangs from the weapons. Um, I think it's going to be well worth your time to go back to the, uh, let's see, that would be the northwest corner of the uh, fairgrounds and, and visit the uh, Morrow County Historical Society. And i got to give a shout-out to Maggie Clark, who was on the front page of last week's Sentinel. She's done a super job of uh, landscaping the flower beds at the, at the uh, log house. Uh, they look awesome. She's down there every day working on those. Uh, so Maggie, thank you. And um, I'm hoping that, oh, uh, admission to the, uh, is uh, $3 to the event. Parking is free. Uh, children 12 and under get in free. You can get a membership to the uh, Morrow County Antique Tractor and, and Equipment Association for $10. You can, you know, set that up while you're down there. And camping is, is available at $20 per day. There is electric and water uh, um, availability at the campsites. Well, that's, I mean, you can't even go camping at a campground for that much. No, no. That, like, that is awesome. So if anyone has any questions or you need more info, um, some of the folks who uh, maybe are interested in selling um, crafts or the flea market side, contact uh, Mac Shepard at 419-230-8698. For the toy show, John Axthelm, uh, 740-225-3558. Any of the other show information, uh, contact Larry Welch. 419-946-2277, Dwight Murphy, 419-946-8236, and for more information about the Derby and figure eight races, John Axthelm is 740-225-3558, and of course, you can always email at farmdays1 at hotmail.com, and visit their website at www.morrowcountytractor.com. And what's that website again? It is www.morrowcountytractor.com. I just like the way you say that. That's Thanks. really good. So That's my radio uh, announcer voice. It's one of our big events coming back after COVID. Yes. And uh, I'm expecting lots of people to be there. So uh, hope to see you. Most of the time, I will probably be, be probably be back at the Log House with the Historical Society. But... Uh, uh, you know, I'd like to hear from people. And if you stop by, uh, let us know that uh, you heard about this on the Morrowology podcast. Gee, I wonder what that's all about, Morrowology <laughs> podcast. So um, this, you know, that's, that's something for this weekend. How about something for the following weekend, Mike? Mar Little Theater has a production coming up. Little Mermaid Jr., directed yes. by Emily Levings from Cardington. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she's a first-time musical director for um, for Little Mermaid Junior. She has, I believe, twenty-two um, kids in the production. Oh wow! Uh, it's uh, it's actually um, uh, they are basically going through and doing a workshop in five weeks. Um, sorry about the car honking here, folks. We have the window open because it is a little warm up here in the studio. Not as hot as it has been. Not to mention the hot air that we're we're it expelling. Might, yeah, the mic. We okay, we do. All right. Um, so back to Little Mermaid. Um, working on the set, the kids have learned. You know, they're learning the blocking. They're learning stage direction. Um, here's something that, that you might not have known: literacy. Being in, in, in productions okay. helps with literacy. Well, certainly. And making sure that you know kids can read. And we, I know we've said that uh, most of our shows have really we have dueling <laughs> horns going on out here. Uh, making sure that kids are able to read is is important um, because everything you know links back to that. So August thirteenth at seven p.m. at Mount Gilead High School is our first opening night production of Little Mermaid. And how do you Junior. get tickets for that, Joey? Well. I will tell you in just a minute. Okay. Uh, August 13th, Friday night, that's at 7 p.m., and then August 14th at 2.30 p.m., and then again at 7 p.m., and that's Saturday, uh, are the show dates. So if you're interested in tickets, go to Mara Little Theater, and it's T-H-E-A-T-R-E for theater, dot org, and click on the link that says get your tickets. It's very simple. You can order them online or you can call 419-751-2177 to reserve your tickets. Leave me a voicemail and I will be, um, I won't return your call unless there's an issue. If you, you know, if you need five tickets, tell me your name, give me your phone number that you need five tickets for what production um, or all three shows if, if you're interested. Some people are. Um, or if you'd rather just go ahead and purchase them online and pay for them, you can do that by clicking the link on the website. And also, Mike, there's a place on the website uh, when you go to order your tickets online where you can actually make it a donation to go above and beyond the ticket price. Donations are good. They are. We need so, to be supporting our local uh, arts. A show uh, like this is going to be a total cost of um, over $5,000 just for this show. And our normal musicals are anywhere from... Five to eight, nine thousand dollars. You know, it just ranges. Um, so, unfortunately, it's expensive to do shows. Fortunately, we've been blessed with community members who want to see the shows or feel that it's very important to, you know, provide funding to help us bring stuff from page to stage. Well, what I find exciting is that these young folks are interested in in getting into uh, uh, theater, and, and and you know, we need young folks coming up into this because you know some of you folks are getting older like ken um not, men- <laughs> not mentioning any names um and uh we need people to replace these folks as they you know progress on into life so we have a set of sisters that are in the show here mike and uh, one of them is on stage the other one she's too shy to be on stage and um she actually has been learning some of the the background work um, and then she recently just told us she's interested in becoming um, or learning more about stage management. So our process is our assistant directors will become stage managers. And basically when, the, when we go to open the show, 
um, the director is no longer in charge of the show. It becomes the assistant director or the stage manager's job. They make all the calls, they start the show, they you know do all the cues, everything is run that way. And the fact that we have somebody who's interested in that, there's mm-hmm. way more to theater um, than just being on stage. There's tons of hours of, of set construction and design and uh, you know, getting costumes and all of that fun stuff. Luckily, we have a uh, company out of uh, Bucyrus that's as local as we can get for costumes. Yeah. Um, th- you know, we don't have to make, make costumes, but still measuring. So there's just so much to do. Well, and theater. one thing with, with, with a theater the size of Morrow Little Theater, you know what? You get your hands into a little bit of everything. Uh, setting up, uh, striking the stage, uh, painting in the beginning, um, a lot of different experiences here. And you've you've been in one of our productions. You played uh, Bert Healy, right? Yes, in, I Annie? did. You're never fully dressed without a smile. Yeah. Uh, hmm, I wonder why we cast you as a radio announcer. <laughs> well, maybe it's his fantastic voice. Or the face for radio. That, Either way. <laughs> bye, Joey. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's so much to do. Um, you know, Mike, one of our goals eventually is to have a space of our own um, and to be able to get out there and do and do... Uh, productions and do more mm-hmm. besides just stage production. So, you know, we're really looking at what does Morrow County need. So we're very interested in finding out from everybody what does Morrow County need for entertainment. We want to, we want to be able to provide that. Um, so if you have ideas of things you'd like to see or hear or, or whatever, we want you to think what's going on this weekend and and think Morrow Little Theater and and check on our website. What's going on? Is there anything going on? Um, I think you're going to be surprised potentially in 2022 with some of the stuff that we're or we're looking at, at putting together. But we're in those really early stages on that. So, all right, Mike. Well, Farm Days, Little Mermaid Junior, and then it it'll be fair time. That's not far away. No. So. And don't forget my birthday, August 26th. Not just saying. Your birthday. Yeah. You still celebrate birthdays. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, tr- we'll try to remember that. Maybe we'll okay. give you the day off on your birthday. Okay. So, all right, Mike, that does it for the current events. This week's Morrow County Flashback brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. All right, Mike. So, on the flashback, where are we going? Well, we're going back to uh, the era of World War One, and I'm going to read today from a... Uh, book that was put together by Charles Mosier called Lest We Forget, and this particular article was written by Jim Miller about a local songwriter ignored by history. So I'm going to read it just as it was written. All right. Through the years, as soldiers have marched off to war, they have taken a song with them. American soldiers during the Revolutionary War often whistled Yankee Doodle as they fought. The Battle Hymn of the Republic inspired Union soldiers, and Dixie was a favorite of Confederate troops during the Civil War. When American doughboys began embarking for Europe in 1917, the country was proudly singing over there. George M. Cohan, the famous American songwriter, playwright, and actor, is credited with writing this popular patriotic song. Undoubtedly, Cohan did much to make over there popular, But information furnished the Morrow County Historical Society by Francis Eugene Smith of rural Cardington points to the true author of the original lyrics of Over There, Margaret Pugh Essig. This is her story. Margaret 
excuse me, Margaret Pugh was born north of Cardington in 1857 and attended the number six one-room school at the junction of County Road 9 and 42 beginning in the mid-1870s. Margaret taught several school terms at number six. She was also a talented musician and an artist. In the late 1800s, she married Mr. Essig, a salesman from Maslin, where they made their home. Within a few years, Mr. Essig's health began to fail. While caring for her husband, Margaret wrote music and refined her talent as an artist. In 1915, at the age of 58, Margaret entered a national contest sponsored by the Knickerbocker Harmony Studios of New York City to choose the best new patriotic war song. Her song, Over There, was selected as the winner. On January 20, 1916, Mrs. Essig received a certificate of copyright for a period of 28 years for her song. Her first check as the contest winner was for $10,000. Wow. A lot of money at that time. That's a huge sum of money. Throughout the First World War, Over There was extremely po popular in both the United States and Europe. It was sung in French and English versions. Following the death of her husband, Margaret's mental health deteriorated and she required hospitalization. Her song manuscripts and some of her paintings were stored in an old trunk. After her death in 1936, a relative inherited the trunk. Unfortunately, he saw no, no worth in its contents and they were burned as trash. A few of Margaret's paintings are treasured by relatives in Florida, but it is believed her only surviving song is over there. She is buried in the Pew family plot in Rivercliff Cemetery in Mount Gilead. Her headstone is adorned with a painter's palette. Uh, I was unable to find any information to explain why George M. Cohen receives all the credit for over there with no mention made of Margaret Essig. And um, I can give you some of the lyrics of the song if you... I, I won't sing it. I'll, I'll spare our listeners. Yeah, that's fine. Before you do that, just want to make sure everybody knows, go to YouTube and type in over there and is the George C. Cohen, George. Uh, I'm sorry, George M. Cohen um, version and there's an actual video that goes with it. Now this video was designed to get young men to enlist in the, in the army to get them over there. Um, so go ahead and uh, share, share some of the lyrics there. Okay. Johnny, get your gun, get your gun, get your gun. Take it on the run, on the run, on the run. Hear them calling you and me, every son of liberty. Hurry right away, no delay, go today. Make your daddy glad to have had such a lad. Tell your sweetheart not to pine, to be proud of her boys in line. Johnny, get your gun, get your gun, get your gun. Johnny, show the hun, you're a son of a gun. Hoist the flag and let her fly. Let true heroes do or die. Pack your kit, show your grit, do your bit. Soldiers to the ranks, from the towns and the tanks, make your mother proud of you, and to liberty be true. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there, that the Yanks are coming, the Yanks are coming, the drums drum tumming everywhere. So prepare, say a prayer, send the word, send the word to beware. We'll be over, we're coming over, and we won't come back till it's over, over there. I don't know the whole tune. <laughs> All right. But anyhow, there's the words, and it's sad that uh, a local lady like that um, you know, lost the, you know, sold the rights to a song and her name isn't even associated with it anymore. 
Wow, that's that's uh, kind of impressive. I mean, when you think about it, and we talked about what is the what have what has Morrow County had uh, impact on the world? Well, who knows how many men heard this song and decided to enlist since that's what it was designed for, right? Or what it was used for, maybe not right. designed for, but and it was kind of a rally call for the troops and for the people back here. You know, they wanted their guys to come over to get back as soon as they could, of course. But uh, yeah, it, it it was a very popular song at the time, and uh, unfortunately, she sold the rights. But you know, ten thousand dollars was a lot of money at that time, so I understand. Definitely, definitely. All right. So, um, wow. World War One that goes way back. I was kind of cut off guard a little bit when you said she was born in the 1800s. It kind of threw me. I'm like, wow, that wasn't really all that long ago, but it was that long ago. So. Well, when you think about she was uh, 58 when she entered the contest mm-hmm. in 1915. So she would have been born back in the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it, it, I guess it just kind of threw me off a little bit. So, all right. Well, that's a great article. Thanks, Mike. And thank you, Jim Miller, for writing that. So, Mike, I wanted to call out one of our viewers for some positive feedback. Okay. Or one of our listeners. Listeners, yeah. yeah. If they viewed, they probably wouldn't review. No, we've got faces for radio. Yeah. Um, and she's actually made con- uh, several comments to me about our, our puns or our jokes that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ain't going away, folks. Um, Jamie Zeger. Oh, I know Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Zeger. Uh, she, she made a post. Um, and I wanted to share it because I, you know, we've asked for feedback, and she posted this on her personal page and, and linked us to it. Um, she says, oftentimes I think we do a terrible job of supporting the people that want to do good in our county. I would urge you to listen to this podcast. They try to celebrate Morrow County's interesting history and help promote current events. If you have upcoming events, please let them know. They also do a great job of trying to educate the county residents on hot topics. This week, they had, and that was previously, mm-hmm. uh, Chief Swank on from the Mount Gilead Fire Department to talk about the aging equipment and funding. Please support these two community-minded men as they try to help our county. So first off, thank you, Jamie Zeger, yes, for the kind thanks. words uh, and helping us get the message out there. Much appreciated, which also leads back to the next thing. We have to vote on Tuesday if you live in Mount Gilead. Oh, Village. yeah, that is this week, isn't it? It is this week. Yeah. Today's the first on Sunday, so Tuesday morning. I believe polls open at 6.30. Okay. Um, you need to vote if you live in the village of Mount Gilead. There is a 0.25% income tax, and it's an overall income tax, so it is not just on residents who live in the building or in the village. It's everyone who lives or, and works in the village. Um, so go out there, no matter which way you vote, please do your duty and vote. If you would like to contact the Morrow County Historical Society, you can contact us at morrowcohs at gmail.com. That is morrow, M-O-R-R-O-C-O-H-S at gmail.com, or you can write us at 17 West High Street, Mount Gilead, 43338, or you can also contact the Morrow County Historical Society on our Facebook page.